Yesterday, we talked about Billy Graham's controversial associations and the impact that that controversy had on your dad. Uh, Billy Graham also said some troubling things as he got older about things like there being more than one way to be saved. Um, what, what did he say? And, and more importantly, how should we think about our heroes as they age and as they become more likely to say things that are simply wrong? Yeah, I hope somebody muzzles me when I start saying things that I've contradicted all my life long. Um, um, In Billy's case, um, I did listen to a couple of those instances. They they, they revolved mainly around his uh, speaking of the possibility of being saved without hearing of Christ and the possibility of finding a way to God in another religion. And... um, I think those statements were very out of character and out of sync with a lifetime of proclaiming a pretty edgy gospel um, with regard to the necessity of believing in Jesus Christ in order to be saved. And so I frankly think we should uh, chalk up our heroes' aged lapses to their um, weakness rather than to their heterodoxy. At least I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, I think he spoke carelessly, and I think it, it it would would have been wise for his friends to you know put their arms around him and draw him away from those situations, which I think happened pretty much when that when that happened. He hasn't done too many uh, interviews, I don't think, since then, at least not ones that couldn't be edited. So I I hope uh, those who are responsible for me when I'm old will discern when I'm no longer responsible as I should be with what I say. Uh, I think if you look at Billy Graham's whole life, all over the world, um, his ministry was predicated on the necessity of faith in Jesus in order to be saved. I think this is his legacy. The simple, fathomless, gospel of Jesus, who came into the world to die and rise again so that everyone who believes might escape the wrath of God and be forgiven and justified and have eternal life. That's the the crystal clear resounding message that came out of Billy's mouth over and over again. I don't know anybody who's called people with greater clarity, greater effectiveness out of darkness into light than, than Billy Graham has, at least not at his level of influence. So I think in answer to your question, we should be careful not to nullify a man's life work by some statements he he makes when he's old. All right. And as we close this little three-part series of podcasts on Billy Graham, uh, any final comments to share about him? There There are people in the world whose ministry is such that you try to account for it in human terms, and you can't. And as I look at Billy Graham, I would say the reason for Billy Graham's stunning fruitfulness is that the hand of God has been on him. Um, I think that's key to his influence. He had a spiritual presence about him, an aura of the presence of God, of a, f- a f- forcefulness owing I don't think, to any ego strength, but to God. He had a candor about him, a clarity, a, a guilelessness, 
um, that unsettled the Johnny Carson type <laughs> adversaries. That he, I mean, he would sit down with with people who you know in their hearts did not like what he preached, and he undid them. <laughs> he, his demeanor, his spiritual demeanor, um, I think put a lid on their vileness so that somehow he his his presence restrained evil there was a kind of peacefulness about him a kind of unflappability or spiritual aplomb and i i watched it and to this day i watch it and i say oh lord i know i cannot be a billy graham but oh, would I love some of that kind of his, his gift. So uh, imitation in one sense is futile. You, you can't ever be your heroes, um, but you can love their gifts. You can admire the grace of God in their lives. And then you can realize each of us has a measure of Christ's gifts. You can lay down envy, lay down covetousness, receive from God whatever he's given you, and, and just give yourself to being you with all your might for the glory of for the glory of Jesus, and pray for your own anointing. We, we need an anointing. I just read this morning in 1 John, you have received the anointing, and the anointing teaches you all things, and you have no need that someone teach you. Now, I don't think that means you don't need to read your Bible. <laughs> I mean, John wrote a letter <laughs> to say that they don't need a letter. And, and what he means is, when you have the Holy Spirit and you have the Word of God, the Holy Spirit gives you what you need. He, he provides a, a power and an insight and a presence so that you're not, you're not a second-hander anymore. And, and so I think we should learn from Billy Graham. Ask God for that. Thank you, Pastor John, and thank you for listening to this podcast. Please email your questions to us at askpastorjohn at desiringgod.org. And you can visit us online at desiringgod.org to find thousands of books, articles, sermons, and other resources from John Piper, all free of charge. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. Thanks for listening.